Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm Dee Simon. Hi, I'm Kate Rambo. Kate Rambo, uh, yeah. we have a special guest in the studio. Yes, emphasis on special. Very special. <laughs> Alexandria from the We Hate You podcast. How are you doing Hi. there, Alexandria? Hiya. Good, thank you. Hiya. All Dee. the way from Glasgow. Is this your mm-hmm. first time with two Northern birds? It is, actually. Well, without paying for it. no yeah it is the first time i've ever had two northern birds at the same time what are you saying about uh alexandria's rates though come on she's expensive she's classy she she's a classy northern bird although wait are you are you from scotland or are you from northern england originally i'm northern england so what would you say like what's more attractive on the whole like scottish birds or northern english birds um I don't think, think either are really known for their <laughs> looks. Neither class. one are easy on the eyes. No, I think Kate and myself are anomalies. That's what I said the other day. I was like, we're the only two yeah. hot birds in I just the remember north. when I was there, like, I think when I was in Scotland the first time, I sprained my thumb, like, denying all those, not denying, but like swiping, swiping left, sorry, swiping left on all those girls on Tinder. Because it was like Scottish mm-hmm. Tinder was just the stuff of horror. I've never seen anything like it. Yes. Oh no, it's it's particularly grim. Like certainly like from the female perspective as well, like swiping yeah. through With the men. guys on Scottish Tinder. It's oh my god, the horrors. Um <sighs> and then I went on it again when I was down at my mum's uh in Newcastle and I thought, Oh well, let's sample the Englishmen's. Just yeah. as bad Same maybe deal. worse. There was a, a lot of pictures of men who'd made like um, those ice plunge baths out of their own wheelie bins. <laughs> it's grim up north, like. And that was the photo that they chose to promote themselves. <laughs> like, you're going to think they're, wow, you're cool and interesting. Yeah, like... you've got like an alternative lifestyle. You care about your well-being. You're sat in your own fucking bin. <laughs> <laughs> For the Americans as well, a wheelie bin is just a garbage garbage bin, but it's on wheels. And they just fill it up with ice and jump in it. Fucking ming in like. It's like from Joe Rogan. They learned that from Rogan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know know what it is? I don't think it's really north or south. I think it's just the entire country. Yeah. 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 Because if you come out to California, it's like a completely different world. They're all prostitutes it's <laughs> yeah. all escorts on there oh, oh they could be something in between yeah yeah hmm. serial killers anyway um alexandria how's podcast life treating you? you you've been doing how long have you been doing the podcast um we started it like a year ago 
Um, but we've had a bit of a hiatus recently because both Alex and myself have got chronic fatigue. Oh, chronic fatigue. So you just don't, you don't feel up for recording. No, we're both fucked. <laughs> um, so fucking winters, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's bleak it's up mental. there. So Kate tells me your podcast is about the sexuality, like exploring the sexuality of people who have Down syndrome. When have I well, ever said you that You mentioned to that you? to me because I asked you last night, like, what's the podcast about? And she said the reason you call it We Hate You is because you hate the fact that many people feel that, that people with Down syndrome aren't allowed to be sexual. I don't think well, Car- the- Alexandria has a problem with that. Sorry, I nearly doxed no. you then. The only problem <laughs> that I have about people with Down syndrome is that they have much higher libidos than me. They do. Are oh, so you jealous? I'm really jealous of their, their just raw sensuality. <laughs> raw sensuality. And, and these are themes that you explore in your podcast. It's a shame it's on hiatus. <laughs> Expanding for sexual actual, awareness of the Down the syndrome. listeners, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but the podcast it doesn't really currently have anything to do with people with down syndrome um that's more of my little side interest your side hustle (laughs) (laughs) your wank bank if you will how long have you studied the sex lives of the down syndrome or mongs as you call them affectionately (laughs) mongs um i would say it has been an interest for for quite a long time i can't remember when the interest first came about or emerged but we've had loads of really um great documentaries in the UK throughout the past decade or more um focusing on mongs and tards and um they always get a little bit cheeky a little bit sexy at some point in the documentary um so I'm just yeah just just quite intrigued by it. you get into it did you go to a Mm -hmm. school that allowed down syndrome people to be in the same school as you Right, interesting, because, yeah, I remember listening to your episode not long ago where Dee was saying that there were proper mongs at his school and they just nicked about. A couple, about. yeah. Uh-huh. And then, Kate, you went to a really posh school. It's an, I would where, like to say it's not posh, it's a grammar school. But right, so did you, have to, did you have to sit an entrance exam? Yes, and we had to pay a little bit of money each term. Posh, it was a private right. school. It's not private, well, it's a grammar school. That precludes <laughs> any mongs and tards from getting into this. They screen them. They screen them out. The entrance exam. Yeah. It's essentially, yeah, it's like ethnic cleansing or <laughs> something, isn't it? Just, just. Yeah. It's very set discriminatory. The bar so high, they can't get in. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you should at least how, be able to like hold a pen and write your own name neatly. How did, wait, how did you fool them? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think she just gave him a blowjob. <laughs> no, a, it was a blumpkin. A blumpkin, yeah. That's how you get a through blumpkin. life. That's how you get through life with your blumpkins. I'm jealous of what you're doing. So, yeah, did you that. go to school, um, a mixed school with them? Um, actually, I went to a Catholic school. Oh. Um, and so there wasn't really a great variety of people, period, in that school. Um, were there any mongs? No. There weren't any mongs or anyone of any kind of real disability, I don't think. Yeah. Um, See, they also like yeah. weed them out there. Like in, in Bay City, Michigan, there wasn't like a special school like for mongs. So I think either you just weren't in school or they'd put mm. you in high school. So there's this this girl, God, her name was I think Kelly. I can't remember her last name, but she is full on mong. Like she couldn't tie her shoes. 
like the teacher had to tie her shoes and she just like i only had one class with her it was a choir because that was the one class that they allow all the month the other the other <laughs> classes there's like special education classes in the basement yeah, but <laughs> like, then they let them up to sing. Just for choir, they allowed like you Aww. know uh, down pe- you know retarded people in the in the choir class. Yeah. And did any of them have beautiful voices? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them. I mean, I remember uh, we we had to do because choir class was a joke. We just did it so you smoke weed and just kind of walk around, skip, and not really do anything. But the choir teacher, I think. Steele has talked about her, Miss Pat. Pat. Yes. Yeah, she's this huge lady. She's an ogreish woman. She just smoked, chain smoked cigarettes, and she had like big. Her titties were so big she could just put her arms on top of it and just sit on a stool. Anyway, we had to do a Christmas concert for all the elementary schools, and like me and three of my friends were elves, and like we had to wear like elf <laughs> outfits and just kind of. Sit. You're supposed to sing a dance. We didn't do anything. We just go get high and just kind of sit, just stand there. And so one time she was just like, Simon. You know, I don't want to say the rest of their names, but she called us all. She was so mad. She was just like, get down here. And so we were in the auditorium. We had to sit behind her. And she's just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you just stand like there like a bunch of tools. It's like, look, at, look, look on stage. And she pointed at Kelly, the retarded girl. She's like, look, look at Kelly. A fucking retard could dance better than you. <laughs> and everybody just kind of stopped. And like, even Kelly just kind of stopped dancing for a second when she acknowledged what Miss Pat just said. And we're just like, uh, she's like, so just try harder. We're like, okay. (laughs) Did she not say she was going to come right for your teeth? Not, not that, not that time. But many times she said to me with her fist out, like her fat fist, (laughs) I'll come right through your teeth, Simon. Yeah. (laughs) And these are the kind of teachers that we don't get anymore. And she's long gone. (laughs) She cracked. She hit a couple students. She's long gone. I remember she lasted. She eventually got one of those like motorized wheelchairs with just this oxygen tank in the back. And uh, they eventually kind of made her quit. (laughs) And forced her res- to resign, oh! but <laughs> and she was a choir teacher and she needed an oxygen tank. What? Oh, because she smoked so much. Yeah, like so many stories about her. We'll have yeah. to have Steel on. Steel shared a few of the stories on the uh, second show. Anyway, I wonder do you, do you have any of the photographs of you in your elf costume? <gasps> I Ooh. also would like to see these photographs. It's a good question. I bet you Stephanie has them. My sister yeah. probably does. That's what well, that's yeah. what we're doing when we go. If she could find, yeah, if she could find them. There are four of us. So we're all wearing our elf costume. Fantastic. We're supposed to like sing Christmas songs. Why didn't you pull the Jew card? <laughs> And say, look, I'm Jewish. I find this anti-Semitic. What you're doing to me? I don't know. Are elves <laughs> I didn't really care. I think elves are they? Are I mean, it's it was kind of non. It's not like we're singing any like we're singing like Silent Night or any like Christian songs. They're all kind of like Winter Wonderland. Yeah, I, I would have pulled the Jew card. Yeah, yeah, it's holidays. I would have pulled the Jew card. But anyway, back to Down syndrome people. So. <laughs> Uh, Alexandria, Kate said you're pursuing a master's degree in uh, special education. What? Where's he getting this from? You told me all this the other what night. What are you so, talking about? Well, aren't you getting a master's degree? Yeah, but not in special education. Oh, okay. fuck. I, I thought you said she teaches a course in like sex, sex education for trainables. <laughs> All right. Well, then the next thing that I'm going to ask is probably also wrong. Have you seen the trainables? Because it's brilliant. What is trainables? 
so funny. In the 1950s, like 50s, 60s, they called retarded people trainables. So there's a great video. I'll send it to you on YouTube called Special Education (laughs) for Trainables. You'll love it. You'll love it. It's up your street for sure. It's going to be like porn for you. Um, (laughs) Trainables though, like what are they, what are they, uh, what can they be trained to do? Well, they cannot be trained well, to ever work trained. in a kitchen environment. That's for sure. Well, and I don't care no. how much that that Down syndrome kid, the one who's always cooking food and tasting booze, I don't care how much he comes up on what? Instagram Reels, is rank. He can't <laughs> even haven't. crack a fucking egg. Oh. See that video that you sent me the other day, Dee, of them trying to fucking crack oh, eggs. the three guys. Bowl, it gave, gave me a proper anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat their omelette, though? I would no. absolutely never eat the. I would never eat anything that had been in a fucking mild vicinity of them, man. See, see that? Okay, that's where I disagree with you two, Northern birds. What you would eat their omelets? No, what I'm saying is, when I'm in like a like a like a rural city, like when we we're in San Luis Obispo, we go to a Taco Bell. If there's a, a a person with Down syndrome working there, that's their only job they're trained to do, and they do it good because it's the only thing they do well. So if you see, if you're in a Taco Bell where there's a retard working, you know it's going to be good food. No, they they don't know how I to wash beg their to hands differ. after their fiftieth wank of the day. Wow! So yeah. that's that's what's interesting about this sex ed course for trainables. Mm-hmm. They deal with their libido. What do you mean deal? They they teach like they teach teachers. It's like a training seminar for teachers to teach you how to deal with you know when you're training when you're teaching trainables how to deal with them like you know pulling out their dicks and masturbating. This is going to be the band episode. <laughs> I don't, so we haven't even got parents. to the main point yet. Yeah. What, what is your main point in this? Well, let me ask my next question that now I think is probably going to be also wrong. Yeah. Because a lot of the information you've told me is, is completely erroneous. All right. The, the, <laughs> the next thing is Kate mentioned this yesterday. And I, I do want to. Well, you, you totally did because we were talking about it because I was like, Alexandria is coming on the show and I need some background information. I need some context here. So Kate mentioned that your last boyfriend, maybe not the last one, the one before that, had Down syndrome, but mild, <laughs> mild Down syndrome. So was it awkward for you to be intimate with him in the beginning? Oh my God. <laughs> is it? But that's not true either, is it? It's obviously not no, true. No, I'm was... really sorry, but I've never knowingly, knowingly had sex with someone with Downs. See, now because they're getting all the plastic surgeries to make themselves you look can normal. Be, you can be catfished. You, you can, can be totally catfished. be catfished. Aye, and does, is that classed as rape or something? Because you're not yeah. consenting to have sex with a Down syndrome person, but you might unwittingly do so. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard to tell the difference though in Scotland with a lot of men there. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's probably Downies who are like far better looking than the average Scot anyway. (laughs) Um, So it's difficult. Sorry, there was a story and I don't know if this is true or an urban legend, but I love it anyway. Do you remember it's about the woman who um, got drunk and went on night out and she pulled this guy who she thought was Welsh and then took them back to her house and they had sex and all that stuff. And then she woke up the next day and turned around and he actually had Down syndrome. <laughs> what? <laughs> she just thought he was Welsh. <laughs> I just loved that accent. <laughs> Who looks more like a person with Down syndrome, a Scotsman or a Welshman? Oh, tied, I think. Mm. I think a Scotsman looks more Downs, but Welshmen's sound more Downs. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's why you like their accents. Like Chukters so are uh, more Downy. 
but yeah, the I do love the Welsh accent. It's for, for sure. Maybe it's because they remind me of a Hmong. Well, speaking <laughs> of accomplishments of people who have Down syndrome, did you go to Willie's Chocolate Experience in Glasgow this past <laughs> couple of weeks ago? Willie's Chocolate Experience. Okay, so it turns out that I've got some kind of a six degree of separation from <gasps> Willie's Hmong Chocolate Experience. Wait, oh. wait a second. Have you had a chocolate experience with a Willie? <laughs> Um, hmm. don't know how to answer this one. Maybe I've had may- may- maybe a smear of an experience. Um, but yeah, so it turns out that the the Willy Wonka chocolate experience that's taken the internet by storm actually took place in this venue that my friend is the studio manager for. No. Whoa. So she is kind. Of responsible for like letting this thing unfold. Wait, did she organize it? Like, did she plan it, or did it, or she just no, rent the space out? She did out? not. So she she's just the person who kind of like leases the the art space, the studio space to whoever wants to use it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I don't think she knew quite what was happening. I think she was just like, as long as this person pays the money, like pays the well, rent, then I don't give a fuck. The guy, because I've been doing some research into this, the guy's kind of a huckster. Like, I, I think he kind of, like, sold a bill of goods using, like, AI pictures and AI scripts. So yeah. when you saw it, and if you look at his website, so the the immersive Willie's Chocolate Experience was oh sold God. to customers as well as, like, your your friend probably who uh, leases out this this venue by a sketchy company called House of Illuminati. And it just turned out to be like a few set props and unprepared actors and like a mostly barren warehouse. There was no chocolate. There's barely even any candy. There was <laughs> one jelly bean per yeah. child. <laughs> one jelly bean. Was it a vomit flavored one as well? Also, Probably like the earwax flavored one. Yeah. Willie's chocolate experience is a porno. <laughs> it's not it's the name. Be. It's not the name for a children's event. It's a name for Pano from the seventies. Well, uh, Ultra Flesh Archives has this Pano. It was advertised as a place where chocolate dreams become reality. This is the Pano. <laughs> oh my god! Do you remember this... that song, like Chocolate Rain, as well? Yes, by T T Fonde. As if you if you remember the guy who sang Chocolate Rain. I wonder what that guy's doing these days. No, we should get on wiki. I bet he's dead. I, was he singing no. about diarrhea? I like, what was that was song about? It was a song about, like, I think it was supposed to be about, like, racism or apartheid or something. No, I'm it's pretty not. sure it was about diarrhea. I'm pretty sure it's about diarrhea as well. <laughs> I, that, I mean, I don't know. I just, that's kind of what I, think I always it's about, thought it was like, about. The, the, the tears of black people. <laughs> Well, so this place was advertised to have an enchanted garden, an imagination lab, mind-expanding projections and optical marvels, and a twilight tunnel. Oh. Well, nothing Ooh. like that was actually um, actually existed. So families that were looking forward to this event uh, just kind of showed up with like, you know, a few decorations, barely any treats. <laughs> Parents and kids were given a half a cup of lemonade and two jelly beans each. What type of fucking lemonade are we talking? Are we talking cloudy lemonade or shitty? You know, lemonade went to shit ever since they took the sugar out of it in Britain. 
Well, I think that mm-hmm. uh, that that meme on the internet of that Oompa Loompa girl, that depressed Oompa Loompa girl. She we was standing her. in front. Well, she was supposed to be standing in front of like this makeshift chemistry kit, but she she had the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I would never take her lemonade. Um, Ever. She's a fire dancer and a yoga instructor Ooh. with like a side hustle acting in like children's entertainment. And she was like, "Oh, this is going to be cool. You know, I'll do it for the kids." And so she said that uh, they had this jelly bean room, but they ran out of jelly beans. So she was like rationing the jelly beans to the kids, like three per kid. She was like, I wanted to give all the kids candy, but we didn't, we didn't have any candy. And it was humiliating. She goes, I, I was starting to get very angry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best thing about this guy's website, though, if you go to the House of Illuminati website, it's all just bullshit. It's just bullshit AI-generated mm-hmm. images. And they say, like, you know, we'll make a spiritual room for you. And, like, it's a magical, immersive experience. But none of it's real. How is it's this not like a KLF prank? Like, how is this not just, like, a really rich it guy It feels like a, a KLF joke? prank mixed with, like, that um, Disneyland thing. What was that? Um, Disneyland. Was it a Banksy thing? Organized thing? I can't oh, that remember. seems like, ooh. But it, yeah, yeah, it was like a theme park kind of exhibition, but everything was just really depressing and shit about it, but on purpose. So oh, wait, I do. That was a, like that Flamingo was Land in Yorkshire then. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Flamingo Land? Flamingo Land is easily top five most depressing amusement parks in the UK. The one I've always wanted to go in, but you never go into it because you'd either be just about to leave Paris or you're just passing Paris to like when you're finishing tour or whatever, is the Astro uh, Pricks World. That's just next to Disney uh, Disneyland Paris. It's from the 70s. It looks like you will die there. I've always wanted to go in that. Is it still around? Oh yeah, it's still open, but it's like... They haven't painted it in 200,000 years. Like the paint is peeling <laughs> off. And then you see like Disneyland is like doop, boop, 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 so sparkly and beautiful. There's fireworks. And then you just see like the cloud of rain. You're like, I want to go in there. So Chocolate bad. rain? It was totally chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the most depressing theme park I ever went to is when we first moved from South Africa to Michigan, my dad was like, oh, we have to go to Auto World. And so that was this like, theme park for cars in Flint, Michigan, which was dying. Like Flint was dying because they closed all the GM plants. Like if you look at that uh that uh what's that guy's name? Did Roger and me? Mike uh that fat guy, the fat uh, documentarian. Oh the one who did bowling for Columbus. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Mike yeah. uh Michael Oh Michael Moore. Michael That's Moore. It. He did a documentary, his first documentary was about this because he worked at that GM plant that they all got laid off at. But anyway, Auto World was this just like decaying theme park. It was so depressing. And so my dad's like, oh we'll go to Flint. And he took the whole family. We stayed at a holodome. I don't know if you even know what that is. It's like a I've seen them on like Urbex. It's channels. an eighties thing that's like a holiday inn with like a ball pit. And so we in a pool, like a shitty pool. And so we went to Auto World, and it was dangerous. Like there were like lots of homeless people sleeping in there. And my, I remember my mom's like, "Robert, we're leaving." <laughs> He's like, oh, "But I paid to get in here." And the, uh, my sister was crying. <laughs> my brother didn't even go. <laughs> he knew what's up. <laughs> so anyway, people said this tragic comedic event here, uh, Willie's Chocolate Experience, was very reminiscent of the infamous fire festival that happened in the Bahamas a few years ago. So this week on the show, we're going to do a deep dive into the uh, ill-fated Glasgow event and some other events that uh, failed spectacularly. But before we get into all that, 
Let's chat about the podcast equivalent of Willie's Chocolate Experience. <laughs> the sick and wrong patron. Um, so people, if you consider this podcast to be your main bitch, not your side hoe, your main bitch, and you listen every week, then all we ask is for you to sign up for the Patreon or Apple Podcasts and do your part to support the show. It's only five bucks a month. That's it. Five dollars a month to get access to Sick and Wrong Second Show. And this week, we did a great second show. Actually, it was so long that we had to split it into two parts. Yeah, we have. It. That wasn't, that wasn't planned. But I had um, an old friend of mine, uh, Big Jeff, who was a bouncer at the strip club I used to work at. He came on the show just to shoot the shit because he was... Big Jeff was on the show back, I think, in like the first 50 episodes, maybe for first 60 of Second Wrong. So I haven't had him back on in a long time. And uh, he brought back some old memories I haven't thought about, um, such as Erica Idol, the stripper in her late 40s, who used to crush beer cans with her massive titty. And this woman had to resort to parlor tricks because she wasn't the most attractive stripper in the room. But she was resourceful. Anyway, we have two parts, and this week we play the first part of that. Five bucks a month, that's it. You get access to Sick Wrong on Patreon as well as the, uh, the Discord. And you don't even have to sign up for Patreon. You go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to a second show. A couple different ways to support the show. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. So let me play this quick promo, and then uh, let's chat about the worst festivals of all time. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. If you're not currently a Sick and Wrong patron... You might be missing out on special moments like this one. Well, that's the thing. If they if they didn't make money, then it's okay if you don't tip. Yeah, know? I mean, I they weren't really, making any money. Yeah, they weren't making money, and you knew Eric <laughs> Idle wasn't going to make money. Sometimes she'd make money when uh, she would take one of her big ass titties and smash a can, like she'd flatten a can with her tit. I was going to ask if she did tit yeah. tricks. Oh yeah, she did uh, a bunch yeah. of tit tricks. Oh yeah, she'd just take she her was titty. Like the Gallagher and, of the fucking Gold Club. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing watermelons and shit. <laughs> For only $5 a month, you can enjoy these special moments. A bonus news story, extra phone calls, and an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. But don't you ever think So we're talking about Willie's Chocolate Experience. So that just recently debuted. Like, uh, was it like last week? I think February 24th. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and it's taken the whole internet by storm. It's like, completely viral. Fast. Yeah. Ah. So did you know about it? Like, why didn't you go check it out? Like, did your, so your friend, Lisa Space, did she tell you about it? No, no, not at all. I guess she leases, like, space to, like, loads of artists and stuff like that. So, um, no, I didn't know it was on before it all kicked off. I but wish would I'd you- known it. I would have flown back. Well, <laughs> would you have gone to it anyway, though, if you just knew it was this immersive Willy Wonka experience? Because, you know, the no. movie Wonka just came out, even though this is not affiliated whatsoever. <laughs> but it, and it says that on their website, too. Um, but I mean, would you have gone? Absolutely not, because that kind of thing, it's aimed at children, right? So I tried to, like, go where children are not. Same. <laughs> I'm also like... <laughs> Apart from like the Halloween immersive experiences, I usually think they're just like really shit. Like, you know, the Van Gogh immersive experience. It's like, I can just sit at home with an art book and like look at the pictures. I don't need a bunch of strangers around me to fucking do that. Well, we're going to get to that. But you know why these people go to these places though? It is just an Instagram 
So it's a selfie station for fucking boring uh, right. cunts with their boring cunt kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to get into these immersive experiences because I, I think they're a fucking anathema. I hate them. And there used to be a lot more like these selfie stations. Like there was one called like here called like love. And it was just like a bunch of uh, pictures of heart. It came out around Valentine's Day and they're like all these like installations of like hearts and, and shit. And you would just take a, you know, take a selfie of, you know, in, in all these different themed rooms. No. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. The Van Gogh one, though, is my most hated. And I have reasons for that. So they advertise this this chocolate experience in Glasgow and promise this, like, enchanted garden, paradise of sweet treats, 35 pounds per ticket. Like, $44. Yeah, $44 per ticket. It can't be 35 for the kids. Yeah, 35 pounds. No. Yeah, what? kids are usually like, if you're under twelve, you go free. Well, that's like, why this what? is such a fucking scam. I mean, it's it's bullshit. And customers were so upset when they got there and just saw like an empty warehouse <laughs> with a couple like depressed actors and a like I don't know, like a a, a few like you know, like there was like a rainbow. Uh, yeah, that they like had fashioned out of cardboard. World of pure yeah. imagination. <laughs> no, it was terrible. Uh, but when they they realized it was a ripoff, they called the cops. Like they called the police, and so uh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, the That's organizer. That's such a British thing to do. <laughs> well, the organizer. Well, because they got ripped off, so the organizer Billy Cool here just closed it down and canceled it. So it was only really open for like maybe three days. But I guess the reason it went viral and why it was so popular is because of all this AI, like lavish, colorful artwork that he had like advertised and the promotional materials. Like if you're a Wonka fan, like I'm going to even go see this movie. I did like the original. The original one is great. Yeah. I think we can and all see the original one's book fun. is great. But yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to go see these fucking movies. These the movies that come out now. <laughs> but yeah, if you looked at this exhibit, you're like, wow, this actually does look kind of cool. I mean, he did. This guy's like, he's like a, a PT Barnum type of guy. It's a huckster. He's like produces all this, like these, these fake marketing materials. But the people went to and started posting pictures online. That's why it went viral. One person called that absolute shambles and said they had been, you know, it was advertised as offering these chocolate fountains, but it took like less than two minutes to even go through the thing. <laughs> and then they shared it like a picture of just a, a plastic, plastic Dixie cup of lemonade on a bare folding table. <laughs> my favorite video, my favorite video, if you can watch this, is so the story is that there's like a villain that was created for the event. And the whole story is AI generated. Like, I think this guy was just like, think of a Willy Wonka story. And so they had this like AI villain called the unknown. He was like this, this man in like a black, almost like a Grim Reaper outfit, but with a silver mask. And so there's this like video on TikTok of this guy with a silver mask coming out from one of the mirrors and this kid just crying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was a terrible thing organized by the House of Illuminati. This experience company is what they call it. It's got to be fakes. This, this is somebody like this is like a it's rich a kid who's like, you know, at Oxford or something. And he's like, oh, I've got some money. What should we do with it? Let's play a prank on Scottish people. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, so the man behind the experience was the House of Illuminati director slash chief huckster Billy Cool who, according to a guy named Matt Waterfield, who's the operations manager at Box Hub. So the, this guy probably works with your friend at, oh. at Box Hub. That's the warehouse venue that rented the space. They were not involved in the planning or the production of the event. They just leased the space 
to this guy. Wait, can we just say, is his name Billy Cool, as in C-O-O-L? Because that's a fucking awesome name. The C-O-U-L-L. Wouldn't you just call it? How, how would you uh, pronounce that in Scotland? Is cowl? It, is it cowl? Oh. I was thinking cool. I, would, I don't know. I would cool, probably. I would call myself Billy Cool. It's an awesome name. Mr. Cool. Yeah. Well, he's the only employee of House of Illuminati. So it's his company. One of several companies <laughs> that he's registered. And it, yeah, and if you look at it, the, along with the, on the website, they, they advertise the chocolate experience while they're AI generated <laughs> art. saying chocolate experience. But they also have other <laughs> immersive experiences, such as the Enchanted Retreats or oh. the Mystique Galas. Oh. They're my, all fake. Mystique Gala. That sounds like, what's that stupid... Um, retarded Dave Bowie festival that they do here. The Labyrinth one. Oh, Labyrinth of Jerry. Have you ever seen this one, uh, Alexandria? No. It's like everyone who just bums that movie Labyrinth so fucking much that in LA there's like a night, it's like a festival, isn't it? It's like a two night festival where people dress up like Dave Bowie and Labyrinth. It's like a ball. It's a big ball, ball, yeah. And And it's all Labyrinth, the movie Labyrinth themed. And so people dress up either as characters or just like fairies, that kind of thing. Thankfully, I've never had to deal with that. I never, I never saw the movie Labyrinth as a small child, so I didn't see it till I was older. And when I was old, the only thing I'm interested in is David Bowie's dick. Same. I <laughs> well, mean, he I, does yeah, have the quite same. the package in that. He's sexy. I, lo- I love, mm. I love the Goblin King. Goblin King. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I thought uh, what's her name Jennifer Connelly was hot back then. She's hot, even though she's a child. She's like really, she's a chilf. <laughs> Wait, is that why you didn't go to Willie's Chocolate Experience? Because of all the chilfs that might be there? <laughs> Too much temptation. <laughs> but I was a child back then, so that's why I thought Jennifer Connelly was hot. Oh, so that's okay. Yeah, but I was a as kid. An adult, I had a crush it's all on right her. for you to look back and be like, she's still hot now. Only if I'm not wanking. <laughs> Like, if I'm wanking, then it's sick. <laughs> so all the descriptions of these events and the company itself are written by an AI chatbot. Good for like they look, they did a detect, there's a tool called GPT-0 that detects AI, and the whole website's AI. Like, it's all fake, is it? which is amazing that this guy would do this. And this dude, even though he's scrubbed his social media now, presents him, himself as a life coach. Oh, he's get, gets and we know a better. couple people that do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a life coach and he has a personal site, which he's also deleted, that claims that he has a number of master's degrees, sure, and that he's worked as a consultant for a brand called Empower T, which is, doesn't even exist. So I this- like this guy. <laughs> I really like his moxie and his lying. I, he's also- I admire him as well. I and I bet well, like with his life coaching sessions and stuff, he just like AI generates the script. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you it is. And he does like these fake seminars. But my favorite mm. thing about him is that he posts self he, he posts his self published books on Amazon. Yeah. And they're course. all AI generated books. Oh my god. So there's titles such as Selling Innocence, which is a novel about a human trafficking survivor. It's about chills. Yeah. <laughs> Who navigates a <laughs> landscape filled with politicians, clergy, celebrities, and billionaires, such as Jeffrey Epstein. And then he has sixteen <gasps> other books that he's published all in the summer of twenty twenty three. Fucking hell he Billy was busy, man. But he's it's amazing. all it's all AI generated. 
He didn't write these books. No, that's why he's amazing. Yeah. And on his author bio, he declares himself a rising star in the literary world. (laughs) Really? Who weaves spellbinding tales that delve into the mysterious realms of fictional thrillers and gripping conspiracies. And so one of his, uh, his main book is Operation Inoculation, which goes into a conspiratorial journey into the vaccination truth. Okay. So he's anti-vax. I feel that one, you should have bought one of those books and just like skim read it. I would. I mean, it's all like just geared towards paranoid right-wing politics, QAnon shit. Yeah, but I bet it's. I bet even he hasn't read these books. <laughs> I, I doubt it. No, I don't why would think you need to? I'd be he's like, AI gener- took he's care like of it. write a book about Jeffrey Epstein and child trafficking and uh, Trump. COVID. <laughs> and it's just like in a you know ChatGPT book. Here you go, and then he publishes it. Good he probably him. makes a cool looking cover with it, also with an AI generated image. Yeah, but all of that takes time. Such a, g- a brilliant scam artist. I like Billy. He also, my other Me favorite too. thing he did, he says he was a co director of a Glasgow food bank that he claimed fed thousands of families a month. And Glaswegians are like, that doesn't even exist. Like, there's no, he doesn't even have the name of it. He just says it's a food bank. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> Is he Scottish? Yeah, he's Scottish. He is Scottish. So he's from Glasgow. You will you will know somebody who will know somebody who will know somebody. He'll know him. Who probably oh God, does know inevitably, this guy. I wonder, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a graduate of the art school. Yes. Because all of this is the kind of shit that, to be honest, I would probably do when I was at art school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like he did it as a joke and then it just kind of blew up and he started making money and he's like, well, fuck it. I'll just start doing immersive experiences now. That's yeah. what, and made a, mar- a fake marketing company. I mean, the KLF is so fucking worshipped in Glasgow as well because they record at Green Dog. What is KLF? They did the song Justified and Ancient, but it was all oh, a joke. And he yeah, would throw yeah, the yeah. money away on stage. Like, he is a genius, but... Is that Bill Drummond? That's it, Bill. I was trying to remember mm-hmm. his name. He is like, and he did that cool book. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the book. Um, but this just seems like somebody who maybe read Bill's book and was like, all right, I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, and do it again. He has released a video statement, even though he scrubbed the social media but he, and, and deleted a lot of his accounts. The website's still up, House of Illuminati. But he said, I'm sorry to everybody for the sheer and utter disappointment. And he blames technical issues. For the yeah. shortcomings. And he said that we're working on getting refunds for everybody. Oh, right. That money's long gone. <laughs> Philly's it's spent that. God. One of the uh, actors, Paul Connell, who's an actor and comedian, um, he was supposed to be Willy Wonka at the event. He was given a 15-page monologue script that was just AI-generated <laughs> gibberish. Love it. Yeah. Um, the whole script, which was AI pen, doesn't make any sense because I, I think they weren't allowed to like plagiarize the story, but they, they're given this script that includes candy maker Willie McDuff and his wonky doodles, which are the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> Willie McDuff is from fucking Macbeth. McDuff? Yeah, McDuff mm-hmm. is in Macbeth. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah, maybe that's where he got it from. So the story involves an evil chocolate maker who lives in the walls and coveted an anti-graffiti gobstopper. I mean, wow. you can see what? the whole script online, and it was all AI generated, and you know, <laughs> it just makes no sense. And so that guy, the unknown or whatever, is that wearing the the black robes and the silver mask is is part of the evil chocolate. He's the evil chocolate maker that would just kind of pop out <laughs> at kids 
And so yeah, it's it's terrible. It is terrible. And so you know, it was incredibly underwhelming. People were very disappointed. People are asking for um, you know, Phone basically felt that they got scammed. You know, and so the, what they want to do is they travel all over and they're hoping they can try to get refunds out of this. But, you know, I don't think this is any more of a scam than these fucking immersive art exhibitions that we talked about, like the Van Gogh one. There's a Van Gogh mm-hmm. one. There's a Picasso one. There's a Monet. There's a Gustav Klimt. They haven't Frida the Kahlo yet, have they? It feels like she would No, be they, there is a Frida Kahlo one. Uh, that's not what she wanted. Immersive art exhibitions. No, it, it cheapens this art. And even decontextualize it if you think about it, because it's not supposed to be displayed that way. It's yeah, all for true. like Instagram, is what this is. Have you ever yeah. been to any of those like immersive art events? No, none. I don't think so. I mean, the only one that I that I think looks kind of cool is, um, you know, the Yayoi Kusama ones. Yeah. And well, that's not really immersive art experience because that's just what her art is, is like. It's yeah. like an installation that you can become a part of. And they look cool. But then again, I'm not somebody who really leaves my house very much. So Yeah. <laughs> well we I'm went not, to I'm not gonna We went to the LA art show and there are a couple of like immersive experiences there that were by artists who do this kind of art. And that was kinda cool. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, my, there's this guy that did a whole Heaven's Gate thing. Yeah. And that was awesome. Oh, oh yeah. I love the pictures of that that you posted up. And yeah. was there really a person underneath it that could then jump out? No, I but that would have been great. It to be. I told because I also as soon as we came across that mannequin that was dressed like Heaven's Gate, I just had the overwhelming urge to just kick it. Like I just wanted to full <laughs> on kick it. And if there was a sign saying do whatever you wanted, that is what I would I would have booted it so hard. I like the 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 one there's a Polish guy that had that art of like there's a like a sexy naked chick smoking and then the smoke would come out of the picture yes yes there was all this kind of that kind of immersive arts cool this is just bullshit like they they Mm -hmm. like you the audience sits or stands on the floor and they project the artist's work on the walls and the ceiling so it claims that you're integrating people into the artwork yeah it's it's bullshit it cheapens it cheapens the work like I, i think these artists who i'm surprised like they're the families, like the trust, you know, licenses this workout unless they're, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, public domain at this point. Is I, Monet public domain? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. If it's been like, I don't know, a certain amount of time, like a hundred years or something. But like what I definitely think, like you were saying, this isn't how the art is intended to be Mm-mm. experienced. And I think it's really, um, it's, it's basically just pandering to, the modern age of people being total fucking narcissists and egotists that they can't just go and look at something and have it not relate to them in some way like now they want to be a part of the art it's like no fucking stay out of the art it's not about you but it it also strips it of its educational value because these these images Mm -hmm. were you know products of the artist's contemporary experience and the history of the time so when you go to a museum and you read about it then you can kind of understand the context what the artist is trying to you know explain and 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 represent whereas when you go to these fucking instagram you know selfie booths it's like you're just seeing art projected in like you know colors on the walls and on the floor Mm -hmm. you're not learning anything about the art 
at all. No, it's like a baby's nightlight, you know, the yeah, nightlight. Exactly. That's what it is. Sounds. It's a baby's in nightlight. In fact, I am currently sitting here with <laughs> You're in a, I want one of those night sky You're projectors. in an immersive experience right now. In your own fucking living room. See, yeah. you don't have to ever leave your house anymore. This is the beauty of the no. modern day. You, like, I mean, you don't have to. You could make that chocolate very easily. <laughs> I'll just sit in dirty Sanchez myself right now. People but, would pay to see that, by But the that's way. the thing. And the reason I hate the Van Gogh one in particular is there's a, a, a record store in LA in San Francisco called the Amoeba, Amoeba Records. Oh, is it? Okay, and Amoeba, yeah. yeah, Amoeba was at the location right over on uh, uh, Sunset and Coanga for, I don't know, since like 2000, maybe late 90s. It was a huge record store. I used to go there all the time. Well, they shut. They lost their space. They lost the lease, and now they leased it to this big, massive Van Gogh immersive experience. And so, Amoeba had to go to like a shitty small one up on Hollywood. They they open up the store again. Some people like it. I think it's kind of lame. But I just every time I drive by them on my way to work, I'm like, "Fuck you, Van Gogh." But it's not Van Gogh's fault. It's, <laughs> it's not, not Van, Van Gogh's fault. fault. No. no, it's these people like this fucking guy from House of Illuminati. He was such a sad little ginger man, wasn't he? I'm Van sure. Gogh I know, was. but it's such a shame for Van Gogh because he he died in poverty and, then got and never got to experience any of the, the glory and fame and adulation. And then now like 100 odd years on, it's just fucking stupid, boring mums and babies getting selfies with his and artwork teens, projected over them. The yeah. tourists going in here, you know, taking pictures and selfies with this gimmicky tech. It's not even immersive mm-hmm. if you think about it. It's just projections of this art. Do you think they have mm-hmm. like deep connections to, you know, the the self-portrait where he'd cut his ear off because he was so fucking sad? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just images. Like, oh, bless it's, him. it's just their their paintings. Yeah. It's not even anything about you don't even learn anything about the artist. Is there not a plaque somewhere you can read? Be like they he might was have a something sad like, cunt. Like he ate a lot of rye bread. That's a random fact I know about Van Gogh. He basically existed off rye bread because that's all he could afford to eat. I mean, I'd be sad too. The Van Gogh exhibit costs twenty-seven pounds. Really? Yeah. Fuck and that. And I, I highly doubt Van Gogh's family is getting any of this money. I don't think he had any fam. I think that's why he was Did sad. He? I mean, yeah, he died in poverty and relative obscurity, and now it's like fucking tourists are going to London and paying twenty-seven pounds to take selfies in his fucking immersive Van Gogh experience. I don't know. It's bullshit. It makes me mad. <laughs> um, but it's not only just immersive experiences that are kind of upsetting. I mean, those things are actually successful compared to this Willy Wonka one. But the thing that I would, I never try to attend other than the horror ones. I like Monster Palooza. But I hate conventions. I hate cons. Like, have you ever been to one of those? Like a Comic-Con? Um- no, I hate Comic Cons. Um, they just seem really dystopian, especially the Scottish yeah. ones, the Glasgow ones, because all you see is like really fat anime chicks wandering <laughs> around um, with these really cheap Timu wigs on. Um, and they're like kind of weird incel boyfriends trailing behind them with tails on. They always like are furries and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the only kind of dressy up y convention y thing I've ever been to, I went to a Renaissance fair. Oh, did we have them in Britain? They have those in Britain? I thought like well, life is a Renaissance fair in Britain. Kind of not really, but um there was what do they call it over here? 
Um, I guess it was like a medieval experience because you know how we obviously have loads of like medieval castles and shit yeah. over here. Um, they occasionally put on events where they have like jousting and medieval crafts and archery and things like that. Um, and I went to one of those once and I had the time of my life. It was a good time? Absolutely loved it. Were you dressed it. up? I did not dress up. I would love to have dressed up, but I was just not prepared. Um, yeah. But I will definitely go again and be dressed up. And you get to like drink mead and shit like that. I just love that. I know it's really lame, but I just love like medieval times. So, yeah. Kate wants to do that here. They have a big, actually, it's coming up next month. Oh, or, shit. Is that yeah, when the Ren April. Fair is? Yeah, they have this big Ren Fair kind of out. It's not really in the valley. It's kind of like east of here. I want to go because you just spend all day drinking. I'm kind of down for anything yeah. where day drinking is encouraged. Yeah, but you got to drink like weird shit. You're not like drinking fucking this beer. a Miller High Life. They'll, they'll be beer there. No, they're weird drinks. They have mead. There's ale. Ale. Yeah. They have they'll ale. Have, they'll have ale. They'll have mead. And yeah, there's usually like a weird guy who's got some birds of prey. So you might get to watch like a falcon display. I will hold that. The one here, they even do jousting. Like there's horses or jousting. Like, right. I just got to get my mead story out because I can't ever not think about mead and figure this story. So, Neil Ian, who was the drummer in Asian Babes, he worked in a pub in Gretna. And it was like a, obviously a wedding pub, lots of people in and out. And so he met all types of cunts from all over Britain who would go up to Gretna and have usually their second marriage. That's who, you have your second Gretna, marriage in Gretna, Gretna, Gretna Green. Gretna Green or Gretna on Green? Gretna Green, Gretna yeah, Gretna yeah. Green. Famous, right? Uh, working in this pub, serving these like pricks from Kent and a guy just comes in straight, serious face, serious as the day is long and says, I'll, I'll have a snifter of mead, please. A snifter. <laughs> and Neil's like, we don't do fucking cocktails. Like, what the fuck? Mead. <laughs> snifter of mead. Who asks for mead <laughs> in a pub? What year is this? This is Greta. What Greta. a fucking weirdo. And Neil was like, no, no, we don't I, do that. I'm sure there's some pubs in England that serve mead all year round. Y- yeah, maybe down south in like fucking Cornwall. But not, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you certainly don't say a snifter of mead, please, barkeep. Like, what? Where are we? <laughs> What's going on? I, I bet this guy was wearing a cravat. He had a monocle. <laughs> he had some kind of a fedora, and he tipped his fedora. A <laughs> <of> mead, <laughs> please, barkeep. Mead. Off. Yeah, I'm, I went to, pop. I went Ow. to the Ren Fair here once with my ex because she was really into it and she got all dressed up and I was wearing my typical black cowboy shirt black jeans and what they do is when either the people either ignore you like you don't exist or they'll like do a whole thing like the people that work there because there's people that are just kind of wandering around that work there or they'll come up to you and be like excuse me sir are you from the future are you a demon (laughs) and it's just like fuck (laughs) off dude because I'm not in period outfit yeah Uh, it's so lame you know which one i actually i thought it was going to be terrible but it wasn't that bad we could maybe go to it is the charles dickens christmas thing they do in san francisco oh is that a drinking event i'm pretty much down for the drinking one it's way more drinking than the renaissance fair because renaissance fair had a few different booths there is a lot of drink at the renaissance fair but this dickens one it's all cocktails and all like beer and it's everyone's in like dickensian outfits and they're like running around 
you know, reenacting like the stories of I Dickens. I love child labor as well. I think the world was a better place when we all ro- <laughs> rode horses and where children were forced to toil. You need and to I move to China. I want to bring those days back. You need to move to China. I do. Yeah, maybe I could. <laughs> I'm like about the size of a Chinaman, so I think I would fit in in China. I would just yeah. like integrate into society quite I well. See you working there. See you working that out. So some of the worst festivals, I'm just going to kind of cherry pick a couple here. One of, one of the worst ones, I never knew about this one, but there was a Star Trek. It was one of the first oh. cons, 1976. Yeah, it was uh, one of the first, like, it was called New York Star Trek 76. It was at the New York Hilton, organized by a woman named Lisa Boynton. And it was one of the first, first Star Trek conventions. Um, and so fans kind of felt that, that she was just trying to make money rather than celebrate Star Trek. And they, they, it was the first convention to ever pay special guests to attend the event. Well, people said it was a full-on disaster. 30,000 people tried to attend because people love Star Trek. I mean, they still do, but they loved it back then. 30,000 autistic people showed yeah. up to the uh, <laughs> 30- never meant uh, Never met a worse fandom than Trekkies. 30,000 fat ginger virgins <laughs> sold, showed up to go to this event, but they oversold it, so they had to turn, it away, turn all, most of the people away. Did they refund them? Some people got refunded, some people didn't. It was, people called it disaster con. And William Shatner, who actually was one of the, the actors that was paid to attend, had a pie thrown at him. While he was given the given the panel on stage, what type of pie? <laughs> I think lemon meringue. Like no, because you have those stupid like hostess pies. Like no, it was an actual pie. An actual somebody hated Shatner so much. I don't know if it was like they were protesting the actual convention or Shatner. What a waste of pie. Maybe Shatner shagged his wife. That could have happened. Remember in lover. the early two thousands when William Shatner like made a comeback just for his singing career oh yeah does anyone else remember this that's my my karaoke style is based on shatner in fact that's exactly your karaoke style that's my style because i can't sing (laughs) but i can talk sing (laughs) you can talk sing and that's uh, what i do he's also very good at his karaoke at pointing oh yeah he doesn't dance he points well so that's the thing I, i bring the rock point you like when a, a good rocker like dio would be like yeah you you and you're gonna be yeah. backstage baby yeah that's what you do. Elvis was a pointer. Or like Jarvis Cocker. Jarvis Cocker is a good pointer, pointer as well. Good pointer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Jarvis Cocker is actually a really good pointer. He had he like added he like has flair pizzazz. Yeah, like flair to yes. it. So one of the most disastrous festivals was Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah. In fact and dangerous. It's so bad that Netflix has a three part documentary called Trainwreck. Woodstock 99. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't renamed Rape Fest because how many girls got raped at Woodstock? It was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, there several girls got raped. A lot of people were, there were fights. Um, it, people were, it was, it was so hot that uh, and there was no shade that people were like dehydrated. Oh, like, um, a medical issue. Wasn't like water, like five bucks or something. Yeah, it was like yeah. five bucks. Um, it's, it's like Gaza now. Alexandria, <laughs> have you job. ever been... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glossing over that. <laughs> Have you ever been to Leeds or Reading or Glastow? Did you ever go to them? No, thank fuck. I've been to... No. I didn't go to Glastow because I could never be asked to try and get a ticket for Glastonbury. But I've been to both Leeds and Reading and they're just shit. Like, mm-hmm. they were shit then when I was a kid and I could never imagine going back and ever redoing that. I hate festivals though. Just like, you're camping, you're outside. Everything costs 20 quid. 
Like, mm-hmm. a beer costs 20 quid. A fucking really shit fried food, 20 quid. Aye, and you're living the lifestyle of a homeless person. person. <laughs> yeah, yes. why? You're actually like paying 200 pounds or something to live like <laughs> a homeless so right. person for a couple of days. Yeah. What I the d- fuck? I don't get it. And festivals are like the rage now, even in the US. I, there's no bands anymore, so I don't understand why the kids are going to Leeds and Reading. It's like, what but bands the, are you the, seeing? The festivals now are essentially like these immersive experiences. People aren't going for the music. They're you're not right. Because people nowadays, like the youth nowadays, they're not in the music. No. But it's like, it's all these kind of festivals. I suppose they're trying to be like Burning Man and stuff like that. But I think just that's like, what it is. Festivals that are all just like trying to be about like, I don't know, like wellness or like experiences and vegan festival or something i'm like where's the entertainment there's no entertainment it's just all people being vegans <laughs> yeah totally this right. woodstock 99 sounded terrible yeah yep. it, first of all it was on a uh set on a hard tarmac x air force base so there's no shade it was like really really hot water was like seven dollars a bottle um they didn't even have like proper like waste uh, facilities. So human waste was overflowing from the 2,500 toilets. It's like half a million festival goers. There's barely any security. They they called it the Peace Patrol, where like uh, these security guards are supposed to like go out there and like maintain order, but they didn't do anything. Lack of drug searches. People were getting raped. There was sexual assault. Um, I guess when uh, Cheryl Crow was performing, oh, I about people her were yelling, ages. "Show your tits." Did she? <laughs> no. Oh. I bet um, she has a cracking rack, though, Cheryl Crow. She kind of Yeah, sexy. she probably did. Yeah, she could get um, out if she wanted to, Cheryl. Limp Biscuit set was said to have, to have had the most violence against the women, like, over the yeah, weekend. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he incite it as well? Like, in his, in Fred Durst's illuminating speeches. I think he urged people songs. to, like, show their tits. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, there were, like, four rapes that were recorded, uh, there's a lot of violence. People were getting assaulted. And even uh, Fred Durst was criticized for encouraging the crowd's animalistic behaviors. His reported have said, how many people have ever woken up in the morning and just decided you're going to break shit? Oh, my God. For break stuff. <laughs> for break for stuff. Break yeah. stuff. <laughs> you know that dude out of who's just died? I'm not. A, do you like Kirby Enthusiasm? I am obsessed oh, Richard with Lewis. Kirby Enthusiasm. And I'm devastated about Richard Lewis. And can I yeah. say one thing you on can. the subject of Richard Lewis? Right? Go for it. And I was going to send this to you, Kate. Don't you think that D looks a lot like Richard Lewis and that when D's an old man, he will look Ooh. exactly like Richard Lewis? I can see it now you've said it. Oh I, keep, I no. keep getting Put the picture side by side. Aside. It's not a fucking joke. Like, he's other same. All right, I'm going to do it. Do you think I should grow a mullet then? Yes. And look like Richard Lewis yeah, in 1987. Yeah, you would look cool. Lean into it. Yeah, you would look cool. Well, I might have to do this. He's in the video for Nookie. For Nookie? Richard what Lewis is in the Nookie video. Is it Nookie or Break Stuff video? I just saw the meme and I haven't fact-checked it. But oh, I, I did know. see the meme of Richard Lewis is in the video for Limp Bizkit. I'll have to check that out. I kind of get Richard E. Grant vibes from him. I think it is the mullet. Yeah, he had a, but I mean, I think he cut the mullet when he was in, uh, he didn't have the mullet in Curb. What? No. He had kind of like long hair, hair. like old guy long swept back hair, like evil um, Dale Cooper in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Nice. I do. You know, you know I should I mean? do that. You should. He has nicer hair than That's me. That's a vibe. 
He probably like blow dries it out. He didn't really have a Jufro. Yeah, he didn't have do. a Jufro like I do. You'd, You'd have to... to straighten it. You'd have to straighten it and like, or like slick it back somewhat. Yeah. You would never do that. I, I do like that style though. Mm. Um, I'll have to check out that video. I haven't seen that. Was that a meme going around? It is a meme. I saw, I've seen it twice now. So the sheer fact I've seen it twice makes I wonder me if Richard it. Lewis was a Limp Biscuit fan. I wonder if he was just there hanging around on set. You just never I don't know. know. Well, during Limp Biscuit's set at uh at at um Woodstock '99, scalps were lacerated by flying half full bottles of, of beer. They actually had bottles of beer. Oh, of bits. Which is crazy. Oh, I thought you were going to say yeah. this. Yeah. Um, one mosher suffered a compression fracture of the spine. The people with broken ribs. I mean, it was like, you know, broken arms, teeth, noses, collarbones. It was just a mess. It was a mess. It, it serves them all right. It serves them all right for going to that festival in the first place and then for moshing, secondly, to Limp Bizkit, mm-hmm. lastly. Well, during the Red Hot Chili Peppers set, Ugh. apparently they passed out over 100,000 <laughs> candles for an anti-gun violence vigil, but they used those candles oh. to set up trucks, tankers, and even a Mercedes-Benz ablaze. Was it- During Hendrix's, oh, they covered God. Hendrix's fire. Oh, no, I thought it would have been <laughs> during the very non-racist and amazing Red Hot Chili Peppers song where he goes, ching, ching, chong, ching, chang, cho. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, check out the documentary. It's great. It's on. A, it's like a, a three part documentary. I don't so, think it's on British Netflix. Oh, that's a bummer. You want to download? That's okay. That. I always just like watch the pirate channels anywhere. I don't yeah. have Netflix. Good. So yeah, just I'll, download. I'll check it, it out. But to me, so far, everything you've described about this festival, the worst things are the bands like Cheryl yeah. Cole, <laughs> Limp Bizkit, Chili, Peppers, Chili Peppers, Cheryl like, Crow. Fuck, man, that's a honking lineup. I just remember at the time being like, why are they doing this? Like, I was like, I would never, I was living out here then, but I was like, I would never go to Oh, wait, because it was like the 30-year anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't even gone to the original Woodstock. I fucking would have gone to the original. I don't ones. think you know I would have. Acid was flying around. There was I a hate, lot of good bands. I hate fucking mm-hmm. festivals. CCR played the original Woodstock. Are you telling me you wouldn't want to see CCR in 1969? I don't know if I could be Get around that many cloud, dirty you hippies. You would. I doubt it. <laughs> um, another uh, disastrous festival is one called Rain Forest. Uh, it happened in 2015. It was a convention for and by the furry community. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was And it ran from 2005 oh to 2015. It was like a what? decade long. Yeah. But this final event... I guess was was the end of it of everything. I guess like hours after rain first began, there were multiple arrests. Guests got really drunk. They went on a rampage in the hotel, causing damage. Toilets were deliberately flooded. Some guests were disabling the hotel room's fire alarm. Uh, they sabotaged a hot pu- a hot tub, and people shit in the swimming pool. <laughs> Like furries the, did this. Like the, the animals furries, they yeah. are. If you were going to be a furry, what animal would you be? That's a really cool question. Oh, I would obviously just be a cat. Oh, yeah. I could see you as a cat as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Would you be a bird? I was thinking I would probably maybe be a bird or like something more exotic, like a wolf. You, but I don't really have don't wolf energy. find furries. Energy. Like loads of furries. Basically, there's like... Fairies are, there's a hierarchy. They like to be cats. They like to be wolves. They like to be dogs, right? You don't really get furries wanting to be birds. True. What about hedgehogs? Reptiles. What about hedgehogs? You don't get furries being hedgehogs. I love a hedgehog. I would either be a hedgehog or a gerbil. (laughs) 
gerbil. So you can crawl up someone's ass. <laughs> Just a gerbil covered in Nutella. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's your outfit. Halloween costume. <laughs> and blood. <laughs> you know, I've actually been to a furry convention in San Jose. Did you dress what? up? Yeah, you go look at my Facebook. If you look at the picture of my Facebook, no, I didn't. I think I was wearing my typical black cowboy shirt, black jeans. Um, but no, I was with a, God, a girl I was dating at the time. And her friend, who is a trans porn star, was a furry. And so we went. And, I, you know, maybe not that surprising. I didn't really ever think about it. But it's very gay. Like gay people, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very gay, like, thing. So when you went in there, it's like most of most of the people that were in furry costumes were dudes. It's mostly dudes. And it's like a, a big gay swinger thing. Yeah. And like the art is mostly like art of like a fox with a huge boner and like a bear with a big boner. <laughs> like it's just like all this X-rated art of animals with big cocks fucking each other. You should have bought some of that art. It was expensive. I bet it was. Yeah. And then there's like, a, it's like, I want to say even S&M. It's just like, just gay. Like mostly dudes wearing like harnesses with like a furry, like a wolf hat, like a wolf mask. Or it's like, like where gay meets bestiality, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah, it's like a, it's like the Venn diagram. Bestiality mm. and gay and in the middle, furry con. It kind of makes <laughs> sense though because a lot of animals are buff days. Like yeah. all like loads of male animals will just like have a go on each other because the girls aren't interested in that moment. They're like, just like those humpback like whales. whales recently. Well, Alex yeah. sent me that thingy about two humpback whales were having sex and they were both guys. Yeah. First time yeah. seen in the wild having sex. I wonder both how days. many like mm-hmm. obese people go to these furry cons dressed as a whale. <laughs> 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 I mean, that would be kind of cool. Or an elephant seal. <laughs> You know, I remember uh, we went to a party in the hotel room with a, a furry party where we were drinking and it kind of like broke into, I, I think my girlfriend at the time or my girlfriend that I was, the girl that I was dating at the time was the only woman in the room. And then there was her trans friend and they were just like, basically just kind of all went into one room because it's a big suite and they just all started yiffing on the bed. Yiffing is like where they kind of hump each other, but through the costume. Oh, and they make, no- oh, they make noises. They go, yep, yep, yep. And they're like, no. it's a thing they do. It's a thing they do. And I remember being like, I think it's time for us to go. Like, I think this is getting to the point where they're going to like, because those on their costumes, they have like a little zipper where they could pull out their genitals. Yeah. And so you could tell it was getting to the point where they're about to start fucking and it's going to become a big furry orgy. And we left. <laughs> I wonder and if- you were sitting on, were you sitting on the cook chair in the hotel room, <laughs> just like watching all these like fucking yiffing furries on the bed? We we went back because it was like the convention was winding down, and her friend was like, "Oh, there's a party up in blah 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 this hotel room." So we go up there, and we're drinking, we're doing blow, doing their drugs. We're drinking. It's kind of started out only like maybe ten people, and then it just like I don't know, like thirty dudes wearing furry outfits came in there and we were still kind of drinking and then it started getting like really sexual and then like five of them were on the bed going yep 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 and like rubbing their crotches on each other and we were watching it kind of laughing but then like i think someone pulled his dick out and i'm like we should probably get going it's kind of getting <laughs> awkward in here how could you not just like smell the testosterone in the room it was it got to that point where it was like also just too crowded yeah, it's and so, so hot in here. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so so we ended up leaving. But that was the only time I've ever been to a furry con. Not that I wouldn't go again. Would you dress up next time? As a as hedgehog? A hedgehog? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> So I think one of the worst like recent festivals of all time was Firefest, and there's a whole documentary yeah. on that. But that was organized by uh, Billy McFarland, who went to prison, and rapper Ja Rule. Like, why would you ever attend that? And I mean, it costs thousands of dollars to go to that. Yeah, I that was one of the best instances of Schadenfreude I think I've ever had. What's that? Mm. Oh, it's kind of like Coachella, but on an island is what I thought they were going for. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was just like, yeah. remember the sandwiches? That's it was just what like a of. shitty piece of bread and some cheese. Um, no, like was craft it like slices. bologna on top yeah, of it? Yeah, and like well. bologna and like not even like tents, like shitty tents. And there's like wild pigs everywhere. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was one of the best ever. Um, I totally forgot that Ja Rule was involved. <laughs> I did as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was probably the worst one of all time. There's another one I read, around, I read about called DashCon, which happened in 2014, that people say is the most infamous Doom convention. And uh, that was a fan convention for Tumblr fans. Okay. Have you ever heard of this one? No, that's weird, oh. though. Imagine yeah. loving Tumblr so much that you're going to go to a Tumblr. It's kind of like going to a podcast convention. It was called Tumblr Con, but they had to rename itself because because they weren't affiliated with the website and they called DashCon. And I guess the organizers, like the first day, were like, holy shit, we, we, we totally you know didn't plan for this because a lot of people came. The hotel was like, because people were behaving badly booted the convention out of the hotel. So they had to, unless they paid 17 grand as like a holding fee. Holy shit. Yeah. And so, um, you know, people didn't even realize that, that <laughs> they had only expected around 7,000 people to show up, but only 1,500 people did. And I guess the convention didn't pay up front. Uh, they illegally uh, screened movies. And then the, the biggest point of the event was, do you know that podcast, Welcome to Night Vale? Mm-hmm. They were supposed to attend, and uh, I guess it never happened because Nightville never got paid. Why? Why are they involved with Tumblr? What? No, this group that put on DashCon. Oh. They were advertising. Well, we're going to do a live Welcome to Nightville oh, podcast, I see, I see. and they just like bailed because they didn't get any money. Yeah, fair enough. So instead, they offered an extra two hours to people in the big ball pit that they made. <laughs> like they had a room that was a big, massive ball pit. Yeah, <laughs> and so, uh, and apparently, I guess someone urinated in the ball pit, and so that that people just hated it. But no one ever like, I guess no one, no one got their money back. People have spent a few hundred dollars. They consider DashCon to be the worst convention that ever happened. Yeah, maybe Willy Wonka will take that now. I think Woodstock '99 was probably worse than Firefest. Well, yeah, because people got raped. Yeah, whereas mm -hmm. I don't think that happened in Firefest. They just got ripped off. But yeah, I think Willy Wonka's chocolate experience might be the worst immersive experience, but definitely, but probably the worst like event that's happened in, in modern days. Oh, it's been brilliant. The memes have been amazing. <laughs> have you seen the Bell and Sebastian ones? They're my yes. favorite. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is Just hilarious. All, all the memes, all the reels. It's, it's honestly, it's provided so much joy to me this week it's amazing <laughs> it's better than the event itself yeah oh yeah and i think really is that not the true success of it yeah exactly uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. 
and then people are complaining like oh it's terrible like my kids got ripped off we only got like half a glass of lemonade and one jelly bean and it's like I don't know it's better than getting killed which is what the kids in the real Willy Wonka's chocolate factory got <laughs> so fucking shut up if I was the girl the yoga instructor fire dancer for the, the Oompa Loompa I would exploit this fuck yeah she could yeah. achieve viral fame she could make an OnlyFans Willy Wonka OnlyFans the real chocolate experience <laughs> God. No, why not? She'd make a lot of she money. She could do a chocolate-themed, chocolate-themed OnlyFans and just do loads of butt stuff. And I think she'd make millions of dollars. If she's listening yeah. to this podcast, there you go. Free For ideas. free yeah. advice right there. From say, don't say sick and wrong doesn't help people. Yep, when life gives you lemons, <laughs> make half a cup of lemonade. Just make AIDS. <laughs> just make AIDS out of it. That's what you do. People, this is episode 35 here at Sick and Wrong. Got some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032. First, here's a quick message from Adam and Eve. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Lugaric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, I'm now a new man. So we got a couple phone calls to get to here. 323-522-4032 is that number. First call we got is from uh, Callie, who's uh, a member of the uh, patron. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's on Discord, but uh, she's calling in. Hi, Kate. Hi, Dee. This is Callie. I wanted to call in. Um, it might be a weird request. I I don't think it's that weird. Anyway, um, I want to see if I can find the person who got me listening to Sick and Wrong, like, almost 10 years ago. <laughs> That's uh, weird. So, backstory. I was stationed at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio uh, in 2015. And I remember one day I was leaving the barracks. Like, I was in my car in the parking lot, and there was a car in front of me. And on their back bumper, they had a sticker, and it said, Sick and Wrong Podcast. And I looked it up, because I was like, what is that? And rest is history, I guess. I do find it funny when you ask people, especially people that join up on the Patreon, like, how do you find out about Sick and Wrong? Like, you always ask new new. Uh, I'm patrons. always intrigued, especially for, like, uh, Callie is on the, the Discord and the Patreon, by the way. But I, I'm always intrigued when people are like, I've been listening since 2002. Like, <laughs> How? 2006. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when people have been listening since the beginning, I'm like, just how? Well, I think back then, especially in, because we were really popular in England in the beginning, because I think England, you guys just adopted the podcast, you know, form of media before everybody else. And that's because, I think because of Ricky Gervais, because his was the first really huge podcast, but you guys are so ahead of the game. And since there weren't that many podcasts out, like Sick and Wrong was always in the top 10. Bless you. Yeah, so we we did really well until like fucking Joe Rogan and all those dickheads came and like then we like 
got pushed out. But in England, we were always in the top 10, so a lot of people found out that way. But in the States, we were always like, I'd say top 20 for the first few years, comedy podcast. And From the Ville, we're in the top 10. I don't know if From the Ville, <laughs> I don't think From the Ville ever even ranked. <laughs> but we were always, so a lot of people found out through iTunes back then. But then later on, I think it was just word of mouth. Bumper stickers. Stickers, t-shirts. My favorite story that I've ever heard about someone who found out about Sick and Wrong was uh, some Australian listener called in. He's like, yeah, we rented a car and they were driving from, I think it was like Sydney to Perth. They're driving across the whole country. I mean, I don't know how long that would take. Probably like five, it's probably like driving across the US, right? Yeah, it's fucking big. A couple days probably. Anyway, the car that they rented had a tape player and there was a tape stuck inside of it that they couldn't get out. It was jammed and it was just sick and wrong. That's like hell. hours of episodes of Sick and Wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was just playing on repeat. And he said, they started listening to it at first. They're like, what the fuck is this? And then he's like, by the end, we'd probably listen to that tape 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, God, that's, that is hell. That's worse than going to Willie's Chocolate Experience. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think about them sometimes. Like, where are they? Do they still listen? Like, if <laughs> I, I hadn't it. seen that bumper sticker, like, I never would have seen you guys or heard of you guys. Um, it's kind of crazy, too, because, like, y'all did an episode, this is when Harrison was still on the show, um, about, like, <laughs> I guess it's this thing in Japan where, like, people will hire someone for, like, a day to, like, be their friend. And I, half-jokingly, but also serious, uh, I emailed I totally in and I was like, this. I have a proposal. Like, Harrison, if you want to go to RuPaul's Drag Con with me um, for a day, like, I'll hire you. And he took me up on it. And, like, that was such a fun day. And anyway, I don't know. I don't Every probably, like, three episodes or so, I think about that random car that I saw in that parking lot. <laughs> so I don't know if you were in – if you were at Lackland Air Force Base in 2015 – and I think it was like a white like sedan, like a Toyota Corolla or something like that. If you think that's you, hi. <laughs> Thanks for the recommendation. Um, anyway, that's it. Uh, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Bye. It's like a misconnection. Yeah, I miss those <laughs> days. Yeah, Craigslist misconnection. Um, yeah, I guess. But if you think about it, Lackland Air Force Base, there's only a, a limited amount of people that could be there. Yeah. In so if you were... The white sedan with a sick and wrong bumper sticker, you should call in. We'll make the connection. Yeah, or email. Now, I remember this, though, because Harrison was like, because if, if a girl, not a male listener, but if a female listener was in town and wanted to hang out, Harrison would definitely meet them. Yeah. But if it was a male listener, 50-50. <laughs> but uh, Callie was like, she was in just in L.A. for DragCon, and she wanted to go. And so we had de- just done that episode of like, lonely Japanese people that hire someone to be their friend. And I was just like, you know, Harrison's available for this. And I did, we just did it as a joke. And sure enough, she like called him. They actually spent the day together. He was like, oh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> did she pay him? I don't know if she company? paid him, but I think she ha- bought the ticket okay. to DragCon. Yeah. I don't think she paid him to hang out, but I think she bought him a ticket to DragCon. So, and he had a blast. I think he was unemployed at the time, too. You know why, like, Japanese people are all, like, dying out because they're not shagging each other? Because they're too needy. Like, it's a needy thing to do, isn't it? To be like, oh, I'm so lonely. I need to, like, pay someone to hang out with me. It's like, no. Just, like, go and hang out with yourself. 
Go to an exactly. immersive experience by yourself. I mean, they, they have those, uh, like if you go to Tokyo, you'll see these like host and hostess bars. And it's for yeah. men and women. Like you'll see these guys that look like they're from an anime. These like skinny Japanese dudes that look like they're from, you know, Devil May Cry or something. And women, lonely women can hire them, not for sex, just to hang out and have tea or hang out and have dinner. I can't think of a worse job because you're not going to have sex. They're just going to sit there and tell you all about their shitty lives and how lonely they are. Yeah. And that's, and you just pretty much listen to them as if you're on a date. Yeah. And it's that men and women. It's these host host that, bars. Um, that Lucy Blackman, the, the yeah. British woman who got killed in Japan, that's what she was as a job. She worked at a hostess bar. Yeah. And she would just have to like have dinner with these lonely fucking 40 year old virgin guys. And then one of them killed her. So don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> creepy. Anyway, Callie, we, we will fix that misconnection. <laughs> Um, second call we have here is from uh, Tom Crones. It's been a while since we heard from him. Hiya, D. Hiya, Kate. Tom Crones calling. Hope you both okay. Fucking shut up, bird. More I'm bird. Just, um, Put the uh, bird on. Up. Fucking shut up, man. Um, I'm just phoning up to uh, talk to you about star signs, really. Uh, Kate, I think you're onto something with um, the star signs. I, I'm not one for it myself, but um, it's got me thinking about my relationships. like, And... There's only two long-term relationships I've been in. Um, one, the, the first one lasted for like three years, and that was with a Sagittarian. And the second one, then, my current relationship was with my wife. I've been married, well, fucking hell, seven or eight years. And she's a Sagittarian too, and I'm an Aries. So it has got me thinking that, uh, you know, I, I, I am somehow drawn to Sagittarians. And, you know, obviously I've slept with other women. Um, but but like the sex with someone who's all a Sagittarian isn't the fucking same. It's fucking fiery as fuck, like you know. But uh, yeah, and listening to you, I'm fucking shut up, you bastard. Yeah, what's the bird sign? Uh, the bird sign is delightful <laughs> and amazing, and I would like to hear more from the bird. Next time, sorry, I'm talking the to the um, little love bird I got in the corner. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? And um, yeah, so it has got me thinking, like, isn't it, that there must be something in stars and compatibility between people you know uh, and me being an Aries I'm a sex with a Sagittarian or something else like you know raw fucking passionate sex you know uh, and I've been with my wife fucking seven eight years and it's still fucking raw and passionate like I haven't lost that fucking spark I suppose but um, yeah so so listening to your um, serial killer star signs and all that stuff has got me thinking and reflecting back to, on, on my life to see if it's applicable to me and yeah there's definitely something in it you know Aries and Sagittarians are bastards of people <laughs> apparently but they you know but, 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 but they do fuck like fuck anyway have a good one guys hope everything's okay bye love you I do love the bird for uh, just added context. Could you not hear all the other fucking background noise? Like he's got the telly on, the washing machine's going full blast. <laughs> I think I heard a tap chirping. at one point. There's a fucking bird chirping. Like, yeah, this is a fire sign household. So do you agree with, uh, with him that certain signs, like people have certain signs are more attracted to each other? Not necessarily, no. You do know, because you? Because is really into star signs too. I don't have yeah. any stock in it one way or another. I think um, it makes sense to me that an Aries and Sagittarius yeah. would be a good mix because, again, they're both fire signs. They're both 
I think that that would be good sex between those yeah. two. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fucking bonkers. Um, but do you think they'd get along like emotionally? I think they'd fight a lot. I think it would be one of these like Jasmine and Gino kind of very rocky relationships, but the sex, the makeup sex would be fucking fire. Like, so it would be worth it. Yeah. So it'd be passionate, but yeah, they, but passionate it'd be a passionate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the most incompatible star signs in your opinion? Uh, like I don't know. Aquarius and a cancer. See, like uh, your sun signs don't really count for anything. It's you've got to have the whole chart, and then mm-hmm. everyone's chart is so different. And then, so in in the love, it's supposed to do with your Venus. So because uh, Tom Crowe's is an Aries your and his Venus. wife's a Sagittarius, yeah, their Venuses might not be like that, but mm-hmm. it, that's your like what reflects your love sign. Are both of you, because you both are pretty into star signs and astrology in general, are you both aware that men pretend to be in star signs to be into it to get into your pants? Yeah, yeah. Fully We're all really good at that. And that's, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please Str- tell me more about the King of Pentacles. Straight men also fucking <laughs> like Joe Rogan, so they can shut their mouths about anything. I'm sure Joe Rogan's probably into star signs. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. 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 Well, we like to pretend. Although it sounds like Tom Crones is actually into it. I know. Good for him. And he sounds like he's in a great relationship. So I'm happy. What's great about serial killer star signs is Kay kind of analyzes the star sign and the killers who were born you know, into that and their, their characteristics. Yeah. I put the word killers in very loosely there. Uh, we still you, need to do Aquarius is very behind, but we're going to record it because D is an Aquarian and we're going to do it about somebody who is absolutely not a killer in any way whatsoever. She's forcing me to do I'm this. I'm forcing him. The hand yeah. is being forced. <laughs> She's forcing me to do what, this. What, is oh. it all going to be about D? No, it's going to be about <laughs> Rick James. Who I do, I, I do love Rick James. Uh, and Rick the James fact is that we share Aquarian. a star, The fact that we share a star sign is uh, very gratifying to me. Yeah. Anyway. You're very similar to Rick James. I mean, both African. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> African and we're descent. both funky. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. Funky. He's way more talented. Um, did you have braids at any point? Dreads. Just dreads. Yeah. He had braids. Dreads, that he had counts. braids. Yeah. yeah. He's way more attractive and talented, but uh, I do like I do love Rick James, and I'm inspired by him, and I have most of his records. You do. I do. There was a period that's all I listened to for about when was that like for three months straight yeah oh yeah Uh, when you were in your uh, un-pebbles moment I almost wanted to end I almost want to end the episode with the Rick James songs but I already picked one out for Claudia anyway people call the uh, the Sigmar hotline 323-522-4032 or send us an mp3 just sigmarpodcast at gmail.com once again thank you to all the listeners who support us on Patreon Apple Podcasts you're the ones that keep the show going we do appreciate the support. Um, and if you do want to buy some merch, we have a T Public store, cigaronpodcast.com slash shop. Just click on the picture of the Pope and get some sick and wrong panties. Uh, finally, here, Sigarong Song of the Week that I'm going to dedicate to uh, Alexandria. Um, Kate tells me, and I, I don't think she was lying about this, but uh, you're a Smiths fan. Oh, very much so. Yeah. See, we're, we're I'm still a Morrissey stan, and I won't hear a bad word against him. Is Morrissey the reason you're vegetarian? It, actually, yes. Is it really? You were you were inspired by him. I was so 
inspired by Morrissey when I was 16 that I was like, yes, me is murder. <laughs> and I still continue to this day because I don't want to disappoint him. Good. A lot of people like Kate included think he's a total cunt. I I said this is exactly what I didn't say yesterday. I actually like Morrissey because me and Morrissey have a lot in common, but I don't like his music. You don't like his voice. Either. I don't like his voice, and I don't like the jingly jangly Johnny, Johnny Marr. fucking Marr. She doesn't like That's Johnny, Johnny Marr. Marr though. That's I know, but amazing. I'm saying I don't in the Smiths, but I don't like that, and I just don't like his voice. One of my favorite. But I would totally hang out with Morrissey. I think me and him would have a great time. One of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, I'd love to. Did you ever, uh, (laughs) do you remember the Russell, speaking of cunts, do you ever hear the Russell Brand radio show they used to do? Oh, yeah. Years ago. Uh And Noel Gallagher Mm -hmm. would come on. Well, he interviewed Morrissey and Morrissey wouldn't even really speak to him. He'd just speak to Russell's mom. Uh And uh, the only thing he would uh, chat with Russell Brand about was, was his cats. Okay, he loves cats. Oh. He loves cats. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, I'm, I always like Morrissey. Morrissey is like the British Danzig. Like, he's a miserable bastard, but he's a fun, miserable bastard. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been a, a Smiths fan for years. Anyway, we're going to end the show with Pretty Girls Make Graves, which is very true. Oh. Um, off of uh, Smith's first record, self-titled, came out in 1984. Alexandria, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Where can people go to listen to the We Hate You podcast? Um, it is just on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, all that shit. It's just We Hate You podcast. And hopefully we'll be recording another episode soon. And yeah. it's not about Down syndrome people. I was wrong. It's not about Down syndrome people. But I, because I'm an equal opportunist, I would not rule out covering a Down syndrome person at any point in the future. Well, that's good. Equal opportunity. Anyway, thanks for being on the show. People will be back next week with episode 936. Till then, take it sleazy. Up on the sand, up on the bay There is a quick and easy way you say Before you illustrate, I'd rather stay I'm not the man you think I am I'm not the man
was a part of it is one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me we were told on the uh, experience to hand out a jelly bean one jelly bean uh, per child and a quarter of a cup of tesco's own brand lemonade that was what the children got no no chocolate but the first red flag for me was when i was cast as willy wonka anyone who looks at me and thinks willy wonka and not umpa lumpa is out of their mind the script was 15 pages monologue pretty much of ai generated gibberish one of my favorite lines was there is a man who lives here his name is not known so we call him the unknown the unknown is an evil chocolate maker who lives in the walls. 